this summer, surprise yourself in Minneapolis. Even if you know the city well, even if the city is your hometown, Minneapolis is home to rich cultural districts in nearby neighborhoods that are calling you to explore. Plan a visit to a Minneapolis cultural district for unique adventures with music, art, and tasty treats. From the authentic global cuisine on Cedar Avenue, to the local galleries and food paradise of Central Avenue, to the Northside Pride on display on West Broadway, the city will welcome you with its friendly folks and hidden gems. Discover an exciting Minneapolis community that's a bus ride, a bike ride, a car ride, or even a walk away. Go to MPLSCulturalDistricts.org for more information and guide to the districts. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings all and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. And on today's episode, we are talking about regaining control and reconnecting with your team. We will get to the podcast in a moment. Black Beyond Measure honors and evaluates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. Capricia Ambers is a local Twin Cities artist whose work can be seen in Target's Diverse Artist series. Her feature design includes beautiful, bold silhouettes that can be found on throw pillows, doormats, mugs, tumblers, and much, much more. She finds inspiration from and connection to her city and community. Uh, today's topic is brought to you by a parent. A parent reached out to, hey, Brandon, I've noticed some changes in my young person over the last few months. I feel like I've lost completely control as a parent. Uh, the power dynamic is all over the place. I feel like I'm being run over. What can I do? And I thought this would be a good topic to bring to the podcast because even though it's not a direct mental health topic, it does impact the not just the mental health of the teen and the mental well-being of the young person, but it also impacts the mental health uh, the mental health of the parent and caregiver as well. And it's important for us to keep these things in mind is that power differentials are a huge portion of what's needed in a healthy dynamic. And what I mean by that is not that it's abuse of power. A lot of times when we think about power, we think about control, we think about authority in the parent-child dynamic, a lot of people come from an abusive standpoint. 
with good reason. I mean, there are harms that are done, whether that's neglect, physical abuse, um, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, these types of things do happen in family dynamics, but that doesn't mean that the control factor should just be completely thrown out. And I'm running to so many parents, I have so many conversations about how they feel like the locus of control is out of their hands and their children are just doing whatever they want them to do. And as teenagers, sometimes we, teenage young people, they seek that control from adults. Um, even if it's not their parent or caregiver, they're looking for that guidance. They're looking for that authority. They're looking for that, um, that structure sometimes to help them navigate and figure things out. It is a scary world out there. And yes, young people will do whatever they need to do to figure out this world. They will go out there. They will try things. They will make mistakes. They will have successes. They will build relationships. They will have relationships that fail. Uh, they will have ideals. They will have things that they need. But ultimately, one of the most important things they need is a healthy parent-child dynamic. So how do we regain that? And how do we focus on that is what the topic of today's podcast is going to be all about. Now, let's think about this. Teenage years can be a challenging time for both parents and adolescents as young people are striving for their independence, navigating their identities, having conflicts with their own power struggles and various different aspects and elements of their lives. At least parents sometimes feeling like they are lost and just completely out of control. But regaining that control doesn't mean that you have to impose strict rules or dominate your teenager. It involves fostering open communication, setting healthy boundaries, demonstrating a foundation of trust and role modeling possible, possible behaviors. And we're going to talk about each one of those here today. So focusing on about five different keys to regaining control uh, and making sure that there is a healthy dynamic between parent, caregiver, and teen. The first thing is open and honest communication. A lot of times when parents feel like they're losing control, they go straight to uh, being super strict. And usually this comes from our own experiences with our parents. Our parents would just lay the hammer down, right? We didn't do something wrong. Go to your room, you're grounded. They'll take away things, take away your allowance, restrict you from having access to people, restrict you from having access to things. And in today's world, it's very hard because in th these young people, they're connected socially um, through you know electronics, through devices, through Wi-Fi, <laughs> through social media. So you take a phone away, they hop on an iPad. You take the iPad away, they hop on the computer. You take the computer away, they hop on the gaming system. And they still may be connected and they still may be able to have that social time. But one of the things that I've always encouraged parents to do is figure out what um figure out what your child's kind of go-to thing is, the thing that they like the most, and figure out how to restrict that. That type of punishment will help get that attention from the young person, let them know that they're serious, and it kind of takes their main desire away from them. It's frustrating for both parties, but that but that happens. But when you do that, the key is not just to take away the uh, take away the thing that the, the young person wants the most, it's also about the communication that happens with that. Why are you taking this? How long will this be gone for? How can this person get it back? Um, why is this a thing of value for them? And what and helping them understand what they did, why it was wrong, and how we can prevent these situations from happening again. These are all important elements that can um, be focused on in the parent-child dynamic as you're doing that. But open and honest communication is the key. A lot of times parents want to punish their children without talking to them about what actually happened. By keeping an open, honest communication about what's going on, having some compassion and accountability will help regain that balance and hopefully will help you be able to move uh, forward with things as you go. 
The next thing to focus on is setting clear boundaries. Let's pause for a second. I'm going to sound like a broken record here in the podcast. If you're a new listener, it's going to be the first time you hear it. If you've been rocking with us for a while, you're going to hear this again. Boundaries are so important in our personal growth, in our relationship development, in our ability to overcome trauma and stress and distress. Boundaries are one of those things that we always go to. However, people don't always define what boundaries are or how to maintain them. So this is my definition for what boundaries are. Boundaries are expectations for how I expect other people to treat me and the expectation of how I expect to treat myself. So with boundaries, one of the most important things we can do is be able to know what those boundaries are. So you have to identify them for yourself and be able to articulate what those boundaries are so people understand how to tr- how to treat you what your do's and your don'ts are, how you want to be respected, and you are familiar with that yourself. When we're able to do this, what it allows us to do is move with clarity and let and let people know this is what harms me, this is what helps me, and this is how I want to keep the distance between things as we go. So parents are role models. We have to keep that in mind, but our children also crave independence. They still need structure and boundaries to thrive. So collaborating and establishing clear rules and expectations within the household is going to be very important. Uh, so involve the, but involve the young person in the process. Don't just come tell them, look, these are the boundaries. This is what you're going to do in my house. If you don't do these things, you can get out. Like that, that approach is very hostile, doesn't work as effectively. Sometimes it will get the attention of someone, but not always the most effective approach. So better yet, how about we sit down, let's have a conversation. These are the things I don't want you to do. These are the things you want to do. Where can we meet in the middle? Can you be back at this time? Make sure you call me and check in at this time. I don't want you on your phone after this time. Like you gotta, you gotta have that dialogue, that back and forth in order to figure out how to move forward with the young person. Let's go to the third example, which is lead or not example, the third tactic, lead by example. Role modeling behaviors is important. You can't tell your child not to do something and you're out here doing it and then say things like, you know, well, you stay in a child's place or I'm going to daughter do whatever I want. Those things get out of control. When you do those things, children start stop believing in you. Children start to believe in their own possibilities. They believe in their own show because they're like, you know what, my mom, my dad, my step parent, whomever, they're not even really, you know, they're not really living the things that they want me to live. They're, their values and what they want me to have is not what they have. So they stop believing in you. And when you have a young person starts believing in you, they start writing their own path. That's when a lot of interesting things can happen. A lot of scary things can show up. So be very careful. Make sure you lead by example. Remember, children are always watching, no matter what age. They're always paying attention. They want to see how authentic the people in their lives are. And if you're telling them one thing and doing another, they'll stop believing in you because your actions speak louder than your words. The next thing to focus on is empower your teen, empower the young person in your life. You know, help them figure out how to be responsible, how to make the right, you know, decisions, how to take actions on certain things. Give them the opportunity to demonstrate that they can problem solve and be independent, but offer guidance and support when needed but allow them to face the consequences of life. Sometimes the best teacher in life is consequences. And as long as it doesn't, you know, fatal, it's not fatal. It doesn't harm them to the extreme where they're going to be extremely traumatized. Let them bump their head a little bit. Let them figure out how life is going to give them the consequence and the lesson and let them figure it out. It's okay for adversity to show up as long as it's not extremely harmful and won't, you know, um, 
stop the development or the growth of the young person. Sometimes bumping your head and let life teach you a lesson is necessary for learning to take place. You want to, the next thing is you want to foster some trust and respect. Again, that comes with demonstrating uh, role modeling what you want to happen and who you want to be, but it also comes with um, making sure that you're listening actively to the young person and that you hear what they're saying. I run into a lot of parents who don't want to hear it. They're just like, whatever. Don't I don't want to hear what you got to say. Your opinion doesn't matter. And what that does is the young person is just going to be like, you know what? I'm checking out. I'm not even going to even talk to this person about it because all they're going to do is tell me to shut my mouth and stop doing what I'm doing. And that's not helpful. We got to have better approaches when we're working with the young folks in our lives. So foster that trust, foster that respect. Uh, Consistency is also key at this point. Consistency is also key at this point because, again, you can't do one thing one day and then the next few days later you, you, you switch up on the kids. They're going to pay attention to that and they're not going to like that type of response. So be consistent in your actions and be willing to adjust and adapt if necessary, which leads to the next point. Be flexible. So as your teenage grows and develop, their needs and interests may change. It is essential to remain flexible and adapt your parenting approach accordingly. Stay attuned to their ever-evolving personalities, their interests, and their aspirations. Respect their needs for autonomy while still providing guidance and support, flexibility, allowing you to navigate the change, the change dynamic and regain control by adjusting the parent style and meeting your team's needs. Flexibility is probably one of the best things you can do when trying to regain control in the parent-child dynamic. Man, stuff happens all the time. Young people are getting new information. They're having access to new things. They're cutting their hair. They're you know trying to get tattoos. They're getting piercings. They're dressing. They're sneaking out. They're doing things that teens have done for years. But it's even more scary now due to how the internet has infused its way into so many people's lives. And the deltification of young people has increased. And let's be honest, the sexualization of young people has increased significantly over the years. So it is a scarier time, but don't let that harm, don't let that stop you from being flexible. Try to be as flexible as possible with the young people in your life. They will notice that flexibility. They will appreciate that gratitude you're offering, but don't forget the fact that you are in the parent or caregiver stay uh, place and you need to stay in that lane to the best of your ability. That's how you maintain that power. That's how you regain that power and that control in the dynamic. I do believe that parents and caregivers should have control, but I do also recognize the society that we live in, that means that we have to be a lot more agile, a lot more flexible in our parenting, and we have to be able to support the young people that are in our lives. Doesn't mean you need to become their friends, but you might need to be a little bit more friendly than your parents may have been with you. So that's the lesson for today. Remember, regaining control with teenagers is not about asserting dominance or imposing strict rules. It's about building a good foundation of trust, establishing open communication, setting clear boundaries, and fostering mutual respect. You can't do that with the young people in your lives. They're going to be off on their own. And this is a scary world for a young person to navigate without the guidance of, a, of an adult or caregiver like yourself who really has their best interests at heart. This has been another episode of It Is Not Your Fault, a team mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. Make sure you check us out in a couple of different ways. First, you can check us out on my website, www.jegna.org. That's jegna.org. You can also check us out at shalettamakesmelaugh.com. And then the third place you can check us out is on the Facebook group, which is 
It is not your fault podcast is go ahead and search that on Facebook. Find us there. There's information. There's articles that I post, information from each episode, plus other cool stuff. So get connected with us online. And until we see you next time, remember, it might not be your fault, but it may be your responsibility to do something to make sure that your child has an opportunity to grow and thrive in this world. Take care. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family, too. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, Kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. COVID-19 is still going around, and even a mild case can be serious during pregnancy. So what should you do if you're pregnant and have a positive COVID test? First, reach out to your doctor or healthcare provider. There might be treatment options they can recommend. That includes giving you a prescription for an antiviral drug you take in pill form by mouth. If you haven't gotten a COVID vaccine, it's not too late. Doctors say vaccinations are safe in any trimester but the sooner the better. Pregnancy can be a time of great joy and anticipation. So take good care so you and your baby are healthy. And congratulations. Do you worry that lead-based pain in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think? 
and boost your business. Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. You manage expenses. You manage risk. You manage market fluctuations. You manage productivity, inventory, and delivery. And some days, you just manage. Work with a banker who understands that helping your business through challenging times takes a thoughtful plan, creative thinking, and a partner you can count on. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.